Have you ever wondered what happens to stories when they're no longer in the news? I'm Erica Vella. I'm a reporter for Global News, and on my new podcast, Whatever Happened To?, we'll catch up with people at the center of those stories, like the nuclear disaster at Fukushima, the Chilean miners, and more. On this podcast, we tell you the whole story and find out exactly what has happened since. You can listen to Whatever Happened To for free now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Time for us to get a check-in, as we often do, with what's going on overseas. Shane Woodford joins us now, freelance reporter in Denmark, of course, former CKNW reporter. And boy, there is a lot to talk about. Good morning, Shane. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. Um, let's talk about some of the stories out of Europe this morning because we're, we're hearing, the, like the World Health Organization says, some of the, the largest COVID-19 deaths that they have seen are coming now from Europe. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of deaths in Europe. Uh, the good news is the second COVID wave, the infection wave, seems to be receding somewhat. Uh, a week or two ago here, it wouldn't be uncommon to check the numbers and see just, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve EU countries setting new daily infection uh, rates, uh, records, I should say. But uh, now that infection wave seems to be receding. But deaths is a laggard stat. Infections go up. A couple of weeks later, you start to see deaths rise. And that's what's happening here. While infection numbers are steadily dropping in most European countries, we're now seeing deaths that are rising rapidly. Italy, for example, uh, has had a couple of days skirting very, very, very close to the number of deaths in its first wave peak back in the spring. Uh, yesterday, countries like Germany and Poland saw their deadliest days yet in the pandemic, and on it goes. What about the Scandinavian countries then? How is how's Denmark doing? Uh, Denmark is still not in a good place. We are routinely seeing infections over the 1,000 daily mark. Um, they're not record-breaking. Uh, but they're still not receding at a level that we would like to see. But a week ago, we actually had health officials say, hey, listen, the projections are looking good. Uh, we've got a really positive feeling about this. And about four days later, um, they came back in and said, well, listen, infections are rising. Uh, Copenhagen's a problem. We've got other little pocket issues across the country. Uh, so it's kind of, I don't want to say treading water. It's not doing, it's not doing like record-breakingly bad. Uh, but it's also not going down in the rate I think people would like to see. Let's talk about what's happening in Sweden as well, because Sweden got so much attention in the early part of this pandemic for not doing, you know, what other countries in the rest of the world seem to be doing. But now it, they feel, it feels like they're catching up. Yeah, Sweden, the wheels have totally fallen off. Last time you and I talked about this, they had posted their highest ever uh, daily infection record, which was roughly double what they had back in the spring. That was about, about 3,600 infections a week or two ago, Simi. Now they're seeing infections in the five, six, seven thousand per day. Uh, last Sunday, uh, the Swedish Prime Minister uh, addressed the nation on television and literally said, listen, the situation is grim. Uh, he pled with Swedes to abide by restrictions that are now pretty much adopted in every region of Sweden, the same restrictions uh, the Swedes were scoffing at back in the spring and through much of the summer. Uh, and he said uh, the choice of Swedish people now will literally determine who is with us at Christmas and who is not. I was talking to uh, a friend and a contact of mine in Stockholm, and he just described the situation there on the ground as being very, very grim. Their numbers are going through the roof. Ooh, that's awful. Uh, now, getting back to Denmark here as well, I understand there's been a lot of testing going on. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, they have, uh, in the northern part of Jutland, where they locked down those seven municipalities due to the coronavirus-infected mink, 
the good news to me is that they've now kind of wound down those lockdowns. Uh, they've actually said the the Scandinavian version of the CDC here, here the Staten Serum Institute, has said that the uh, the coronavirus strain that had everybody really spooked that caused the lockdown, the Cluster Five, uh, is now extinct. They haven't had a positive case of that since September 15th. They figure it's dead. Uh, that said, they are really ramping up testing in two zones, Northern Jutland where they have 58% of the people there tested and they're working to get the other 42%. And there's another pocket in Jutland where they're having coronavirus uh, mink-related infections popping up again, not the cluster five, but they're still seeing some kind of coronavirus popping from mink to human. And they're now looking to literally test every single person in those right. two municipalities as well. So we're looking at a couple hundred thousand people. And then, of course, you know, the dead mink are literally oh. rising from the grave. So that's a problem too. That was going to be my next question because like we have to talk about that, right? Because that headline is all over the world about zombie mink rising from the grave. What is going on? Yeah. Okay. So um, it is a little funny and it is a little sad. The Danish government just cannot seem to get this mink situation uh, done right. They had the illegal order to call them all. That has put the government very much on its back foot. Uh, They did have a lot of dead mink to deal with. So what they did to me is they had millions of mink and they decided to go into this one part of Denmark, unfortunately, very near a popular swimming lake. And they decided to have mass graves for these mink. Now, they didn't consult that local municipality. So this Mm. is a problem. It's near a very popular swimming lake. They're none too happy. There's concerns about the groundwater. And then they did not bury them deep enough. So they buried them about three feet. And what happened is all of these millions of mink began to decompose. They began to bloat with gases and literally were pushed out of the earth, uh, much to the horror of anybody who happened no to be kidding. nearby. Can you imagine? So that, Can you just, yeah, unbelievable. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So now there is very much uh, a health and safety issue and a variety of concerns on a number of levels that has the Danish government just scrambling here. They, I mean, they, they must be in a bit of a crisis mode though, Shane, because like even that one mink story that you just told me about, the rest of the world is looking at that in horror. And now everybody's talking about, you know, the government of Denmark. Yeah, they've been scrambling for weeks here. So I mean, matter of fact, uh, Meta Frederiksen, who's the prime minister here, uh, and what I think is pretty blatant PR move, uh, went on her Facebook and her Instagram and said, listen, I'm going to go and visit some mink farms, uh, that kind of thing. But they are very much in trouble on this. It's cost them uh, their agriculture minister, Mullins Jensen, had to resign. Uh, and it just seems like every time they try and do something, it just blows up in their face. This, of course, being the latest. But politically speaking, there is, you know, obviously everyone involved with the mink industry here. Uh, as well as, you know, certain sections of already sort of sections of Jutland and areas like that, which wouldn't lean much towards the left anyway, uh, sort of rural areas, are Mm -hmm. very, very, very much up in arms. And uh, we had a situation last weekend where uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of farmers jumped in their tractors. You know, we're talking five or 600 tractors, and they wound their way through the streets of Denmark's two largest cities, totally snarling traffic, waving signs, honking, and all, you know, basically telling the government that they've aired a lot of signs saying things like, you must resign, that kind of stuff. So there's a very palpable anger here about that. No kidding. Okay, thank you so much for the update, Shane. One more thing to me before I go, because I know vaccinations are a big issue uh, on your side of the pond. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, here in Denmark, we're going to find out in about three hours exactly how the country plans to vaccinate its population. So that'll be fairly interesting. All right. I guess we'll be talking to you again. Thanks, Shane. Cheers.
Shane Woodford, freelancer in Denmark, former CKNW reporter, talking about what is going on over there. I think, yes, we will be closely watching what any country's vaccination plans are and compare them to what we've got or will be getting, we hope, here in Canada. But man, what a mess. That whole mink story, like that is, those are not the headlines I'm sure the government in Denmark want to see all over the world with everybody talking about what's going on there. It's just horrific. Oh, 